You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Being in tune with yourself and also knowing what works best for you. And that's like a whole ceremony within itself. Knowing that you practice yoga and stuff, it's kind of like the same thing of when you're going through the flows, you find yourself in a whole, it, and running is like meditation. It's a moving meditation to me. And same thing with yoga. And in your flow, like you find that balance of mind, body, spirit, like it all syncs up. And if it doesn't sync up, you're also in your head and you're kind of like in your head and doesn't necessarily mean bad, but you're also aware and figuring out what is off or what is setting it off. Same thing with running, putting down the foot, finding that balance within your movement and your breath and like where your mind is. And then once you flow, like it, it there's nothing going. You're just kind of in that, I guess you could say runner's high. That was Grace Gonzalez. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, Marnie on the Move listeners. Welcome and welcome back. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today, I sync up with Grace Gonzalez, professional distance runner, U.S. Olympic marathon trials finisher, and member of Angel City Elite, the women's distance running team based out of Los Angeles on a mission to increase Black, Indigenous, and people of color's representation in the running community. Angel City Elite was founded in 2021 in affiliation with Brooks Running. Before we dive in, shout out to our sponsors, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go-to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness Use our code for 20% off. Thank you, MOTM. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. Also, shout out to Alchemind Supplements and Dr. Daryl Joffrey. I am loving the Alchemind plant-based organic protein powder. It has three core alkaline proteins, Sacha Inchi, pea, hemp, and coconut oil, which turns your body into a fat-burning machine. And of course, it's sugar-free. It's been a great addition into my training and fueling. I'm also using their acid-kicking mineral mix when I'm out on the bike for hydration, as well as the acid-kicking greens in all of my smoothies, and their omega-3 and black seed oil supplements for inflammation and general health. Check out their website, getoffyouracid.com, and use our code MOTM20 for 20% off. Now, back to our guest, Grace Gonzalez. Having run her first marathon in fourth grade, Grace is truly an expert at the sport. 
On this episode of Money on the Move, Grace and I chat about growing up in a family passionate about running, the importance of running in her culture as an indigenous person, and how she uses the sport as a moving meditation. We also sync up about her quick pivot, transitioning her training from marathons to track events during COVID, what it was like working with Angel City Elite, and how she's inspiring people from diverse backgrounds to embrace running and fitness. We also connect about our shared passion for yoga and talk about the similarities between running and yoga. Grace shares with me how she uses the mindfulness practices she teaches as a yoga instructor to improve her mental game on the run. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to the app on your device, click on the Marnie on the Move podcast, scroll through the episodes, click on five stars, click on leave a review, and tell us what you love. Also, share this episode with your friends on social. Take a screenshot, post it on your Facebook, on your Instagram stories, on your LinkedIn, wherever you like to get social. And most importantly, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, The Download. Now, on to my conversation with Grace. So are you also a morning runner? I um, I prefer the morning. It is, it is my go-to time. But right now with training, right now I'm training a lot with uh, my teammate, Ambea. We get coached by the same people. We're both on Angel City Elite. And we've just always done training very well together. We started with our long runs leading up to the Olympic trials and we just clicked and things worked for us. And now I did like a little track session, a little track glimpse. And I was kind of struggling there because I haven't done track in nine years. So I needed the support. Wow. So being back on the track is a total throwback. Yeah. So I haven't done anything speed. And so this whole like little track stint, uh, it's it's been a a challenge. You know, it kind of brings you back to uh, that realistic of like the compassion. Haven't done track in nine years. It's a whole dynamic, different approach, different dynamic, different experience mindset on the track, like the clockwork of it. Like I just run naturally. And that's kind of a balance that Andrea and I both have with each other. It's like I flow naturally once I'm in there. And I don't look at the time, but versus is like the other way around. Um, so I jumped in with starting to do workouts with her, but she trains in the evenings. She likes the evenings. My schedule has been kind of off because I'd rather give that sacrifice and consequence of being able to train. And it's, it's just different to have when you have someone in camp. My schedule is flexible. We're both in the education that I can make it work. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll make it work. Um, but I do prefer the morning. It was just working that if we did a workout in the evening right. and then I turned around and did a run in the morning, like it throws my recovery off. I'd have to either be really smart about how I run in the morning and or just kind of keep it consistent so my body can have that full recovery. So I love the morning. I prefer it. It works best in my schedule. There's a lot to running in the morning with my own like self-connection. Um, and also sometimes you got to, give a little. Okay. So you came back from the Olympic trials and then the world suddenly went into lockdown. How did your training shift? Well, to be honest, I ran another marathon the weekend after the Olympic trials. Okay. Wow. Cool. I did two marathons apart, uh, in a, a weekend apart, the Olympic trials. And then I came back and did the Los Angeles marathon. 
I didn't know that COVID at the point it was like, yeah, we didn't all know what was happening that week after the LA marathon is when things shut down. So it was kind of like, perfect. I did two marathons in a row. That kind of seems crazy. And that actually, I've always been interested in trails and like ultra, like I was like, maybe I'll step away from the marathon and, and dabble into something else new. And there was some, I think there was like the ultra, some race happening where I was like, okay, maybe I'll jump into something. But then because races shut down, like I just didn't know what to do. And I was going into surgery in the summer and I had to take time off for that for my body and stuff. So I just was in a, in a weird training where since COVID hit my, my training, I kind of took the break. I gave myself space because it was a lot of training and I had planned to do maybe something different, but more on the ultra side, maybe more like let's test a different area just while we can. But then, like I said, the training came apart. So when it came back to training, I was like, what do I do? And all of my teammates were kind of doing track. And I didn't know what marathons were going to be happening. I didn't know what to put on the calendar. I didn't know what to do. So I was kind of like, okay, I'll do track. Right. Not knowing what the experience was going to be. I, I think I, I gave myself a run for my money trying to go after my college PRs. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to do track and I'm going to get close to my college PRs, right. maybe even far, far from that. <laughs> um, and I kind of jumped and decided to do track just because there was nothing marathon going on. Right. I do know speed. I do know speed is a weakness of mine, but I say, you can't see me, but I'm saying weakness with quotes because yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean I'm weak there. That's just an area I don't focus on and can improve in. Right. Um. So and knowing that that could help me in the long run with the marathon, it was kind of like, okay, let's do it. My teammates are doing track. I haven't done this. Let's see what this is like. I knew it was going to be uncomfortable. I knew track is always difficult for me. I just didn't realize how hard it was going to be. It was, it's been a lot of mental work. What's your training like? We've been doing some mile repeats, 800s, yeah, thousands, 2000 repeats. Um, and for me, it's to hit the times has been so inconsistent. And that's the other things like there's some days we did mile repeats and I could be right there for majority of the repeats doing high five twenties, low five thirties. And then at some point I just drop off and I'm back in the 545. Like I can't move from there. Yeah. And then there's some workouts where it's like, okay, I hit it before. Like I could do it, but my body's just stuck at 545. Like all of my time trials, we just did a race this weekend. I am just stuck there. Although I'm stuck there, it does feel different. So there's that whole dynamic of like, I'm stuck in the time and also the actual running experience feels different. Right. That's kind of cool. How did you get into running? Where did it begin for you? For me, it's been a family thing for different reasons. Um, more or less, my dad at one point was a professional boxer and running is a big part of boxing. Um, so as he was training for that, he did long runs. And then or that was around the time the first LA Marathon came up. Okay. So he kind of was like, I challenge myself and do the LA Marathon. And then it became a every year thing where he became a legacy runner. Okay. So he's ran every single LA marathon since the first one. So and that's over 25 that, like, years, right? Correct. But I mean, I know in New York, like if you run New York City 25 years in a row, you're a streaker. Correct. That is my dad. Yeah. Still till this day. So wait, how old is your dad now? Having... He's still running. 62? He's yeah. got another 20 years of marathoning at least. <laughs> If, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like every year it's whether the training's the same or not, like 
we're going to do it. Okay. Yeah. And so because of him doing that long ago, obviously that was his goal for him. And then having kids, like we all, it all became an experience every year to do the LA marathon, whether it was just to go watch dad. Eventually when we became of age, we joined, um, my first marathon was in fourth grade. I'm the youngest of three. So I watched my brothers all do the LA marathon and train. And it was just, you know, being a runner, you kind of like, those are the things you look forward to. Okay. The weekend long run. Okay. Every weekend, let's run to my Alita's house, my grandma's house. That's 18 miles away. Like some of us started off riding bikes, but it was just an adventure. And that just was the routine. And so that's part of how running kind of got started, but then it was also a cultural, so family. And then it was also like a cultural thing in the sense of, we also did running um, for prayer for different purposes, for reasons with community, um, kind of like uh, a form of activism, I guess you could say, um, for different, for different, for different things. It depends on what it is. Um, a lot of the things we see going on right now, we see a lot of prayer runs these days. It's pretty much kind of some of the experience that I had growing up and you see a lot in it. So those are kind of like the things that kind of got me into running and running was just part of life. It was like a natural thing that was always around. Again, being the youngest, my brothers did running um, in club, in high school, in college. And there's a seven year difference between me and the oldest one. So I watched them do high school. I watched them do college. So it was like, it was just a natural thing to it's follow. It's like in your in DNA. Friendship. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So running is just kind of, that's kind of why running now, like, yes, there's a competition part of it. And yes, there's the whole like scientific math of like clockwork and time. Yeah. But for me, I get in my head with all of that versus like once I get into that natural state, what I know with myself in running, like it's a different experience. I'd like to be better with watching time, but I also know that it could, I could fall into a trap of like a mental game on myself and be right. hard. So it's that balance of like, it's sport and it's also something I enjoy and it's part of my life and it's more than just life. It's also like health, mental health, uh, different things. I, I switch in and out of running and what it does for me that it's just kind of like, it, it does a lot. I want to hear more about how running in your culture is seen as a form of prayer and community. Where did that sort of begin? And yeah, so I mean, there's different there's different factors. That's part of one of the reasons why I like running in the morning. In my culture, we relate to a lot of life and life in cycles, and that being the everyday life, um, waking up with the natural elements, waking up with the relatives, the birds, and stuff. You know, they are all in a natural rhythmic time as the sun starts coming up you start hearing the birds and that's like that you start the day with the earth you start the day and that's part of doing it in the morning in the sunrise I recently I've been getting out a little bit later than like in the dark and being able to see that transition but that transition is so powerful for me um like today I got out by 6 30 but it was already light and it's not the same experience versus being out there before it's light and actually experiencing the sun so it's a it's a form of greeting and starting the day um, with intention and with the relatives and with the earth and just kind of setting it up on that foot, on that right foot and on that note, you know, movement and and whatnot. This sounds a lot like yoga and Ayurveda in the sense that you're leaning into your body's natural rhythm. Yeah, yeah it, it's part of that thing. Like, like I say, nowadays, I don't run as much in the morning and it's it's just kind of that that sacrifice that I give. But I feel, I recognize that there's a difference. I feel better 
starting my morning, I feel better about my day. I feel better with my time of my day and the things that I can do and being productive. Like it just, like you said, it works for me. And some people it's, it's different, but I just know once I lose that routine, like sometimes it's nice because like, you know, oh, I could stay up later. But then at some point there is this reminder within yourself, like, hey, you also feel a whole lot better when you do that routine. So it's kind of like yeah. a balance. Sometimes you have to step out of it to also go back and re-acknowledge like knowing yourself and knowing what sets yourself up for the best. And, you know, some, yeah. pe- some people it is a morning thing. I, it, it isn't necessarily always for all, but those are part of the practices of like knowing what works best for you. You're trying to run with your teammate, right? So she has to run at night. So you're kind of getting out of your comfort zone. But there's also something cool about running at night. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the other, with my race being in the evening this past week, and I had to do my long run in the evening. So there's like this balance of it does feel different running at night, running in the evening, watching the sunset. And also you have to prepare, and this is one of the reasons why I prefer the morning, you have to prepare all day for it. Like, yes, like nutrition day, and, and long yes. run still. End of the day, I have a workout still, which I, that doesn't sit well for me. I'm the same. I don't know. I have to go to the pool tonight. I've started. It starts around five o'clock where I'm finding ways not to go to the pool. And that's, that's the challenge. But there, that's just like one of the things. And that's part of, uh, I guess you could say that's part of like the cultural thing of knowing what works, being in tune with yourself and also knowing what works best for you. And that's like a whole ceremony within itself knowing that you've practiced yoga and stuff, it's kind of like the same thing of when you're going through the flows, you find yourself in a whole, and running is like meditation. It's a moving meditation yeah. to me. And same yeah, thing with yoga. To me too. And yeah. in your flow, like you find that balance of mind, body, spirit, like it all syncs up. And if it doesn't sync up, you're also in your head and you're kind of like in your head and doesn't necessarily mean bad, but you're also aware and figuring out what is off or what is setting it off. Same thing with running putting down the foot, finding that balance within your movement and your breath and like where your mind is. And then once you flow, like it, it, there's nothing going. You're just kind of in that, I guess you could say runner's high. Yeah. Um, the endocannabinoids. That is exactly how I feel with running and with yoga as well. The state of being in meditations and with yoga, I totally get that with running. And it's hard when you say to someone who doesn't get that, it's moving meditation because Yes, you're present. Yes, you know, you're paying attention to what's happening around you, but you're also really focused on your breathing. And so if something isn't working, like you stay in the form, like you keep going. That's what I take from yoga to running. So how did you connect with everyone at Angel City Elite? It sounds like you guys were already training together before you met up. Yeah, in some in some way, shape or form, um, partly also, you know, social media has a part to do with that. I actually, um, Sabrina's husband is my coach. Um, so that was kind of, that's kind of one connection. Then uh, beyond that, in college, when Sabrina was going through her kind of college tours and college whatnot, um, one of the places was Cal State Fullerton, which was where I was attending. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, when you have someone who's interested, they come on campus and stuff. And so I remember her coming on campus and knowing her name and kind of watching her and then watching her transition into from high school to college. So I knew about her. We knew of each other, but we didn't know each other well. 
you know, we knew each right. other. You see someone at competition, you see them all the time. You've seen them before, you know? Right. I was going to say, like, you must travel all in the same circles in LA. Yeah. 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 And that's, and then that's the same thing. Like throughout our college times, we kind of have similar connections and acquaintances and right. or friends. And then that kind of led me to seeking, knowing her before and seeing her journey in running. I took five years off of running after college. So it's, yeah. You're so, also a teacher, right? That's your job. You also, you have two jobs, yeah. runner slash teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and well, I'm not a full-time teacher anymore because I'm also a yoga teacher on the side too. <laughs> so I wear a lot of hats. That's so funny. I have my yoga teacher training certification as well. I get it. It's great to wear a lot of hats. Yeah. And, and I get to do everything I want to do. So where are you teaching yoga? I, I teach community. So I do different partnerships within community. I don't teach at a studio. I have people who ask me to offer uh, yoga. Before the pandemic, I was teaching yoga more with kids. So I tie yeah, in that's education yeah. and yoga. That was part of my reason of getting my yoga certification was to try and bring yoga into classrooms and for students and kids. So I was teaching yoga to preschoolers. I was teaching yoga to uh, after school programs, specifically for children who have labeled diagnoses and, and disabilities and stuff. And then I also was teaching at a high school, trying to get a little bit more into the district and then COVID happened. So all of that kind of, I've been navigating um, that whole realm and never did the whole virtual yoga so much as a full on picture, but I would, people would ask and I would offer it. And then right now it's just kind of pop-up community things. Um, I do once a month with the organization, a nonprofit, Gente Organizada, and I just do more community-based yoga. When did you start practicing yoga? Yoga, I first became aware of in practice in college. And I kind of hopped around just because the price of yoga and a college student, like it just never met up. So I did a lot of the Groupon stuff, a lot of when I can do it and when I can have the time. And then recently, within the past four or so years, I've, and in between these years, I've dabbled in and out again. Cost and stuff was always a thing for me. And then at one point I was going consistently and I kind of started studying it more than what I knew. And I had an interest and I found a lot more alignment within myself and certain things. And so I wanted to practice it more. And yeah. How do you bring what you've learned from yoga into running? Yeah. And so that's kind of being able to tap more in that meditation and that mindfulness. In, in the Olympic trials, there was one time, it's, it's a lot of that self-affirmation, a lot of mantras and whatnot. And then also kind of speaking to different body parts of, of my, you know, my legs at one point felt like jello. And I was like, I don't need, it was a second loop, I think not even the full second loop. And I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to finish this. And it came down to like, focusing and giving that attention to just that part of myself. Um, and then uh, thinking of, of different, different, knowing the chakras and knowing everything. So there's a lot of behind yoga that helps me you know, like this is what's what feels off and then focusing on that attention there. And then at some point you kind of you focused on it so much where it feels better. All of a sudden it's like, OK, like now we're here I, at some point. I got out of that. Like, I don't even know. It was a weird, weird time. And it was like a weird moment. What was your experience like? It was a blur for being a marathon. <laughs> I just know because of the loops, it kind of helped. Like the first one was like, OK, get the feel of the course. 
the excitement, the cheering, the crowd, like it was losing track of the time and then realizing, oh man, I've been running this. And if I'm going to try and finish this marathon, I have to kick back a little bit if I want to finish strong and trying to do that whole mental preparation. And then the middle, the second loop, there was just like a time where I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to finish. I felt like I was kind of going in and out of consciousness. And then it was bringing, I'm going to come back. And that kind of goes back into yoga. Like I'm going to come back into here. I'm not going to worry about then and now, like I'm here right now. And I'm focusing on the part that doesn't feel strong and giving those self affirmations. And then at some point, um, and then that also is kind of tied to my prayer and my culture. It's like, okay, don't worry about the sport. Don't worry about performance. Like just be here in the moment with yourself. And I, I turned to prayer in that moment too. I turned to community. I turned to like thinking of my community and the people along the journey, thinking of my niece and my nephews, like the people that I just, that I represent beyond just myself and going back yeah. into like, there's more to this than just me. And at some point I got out of it and the last loop, it was just like, this is the last loop. And I got this surge of energy. Don't know where it was from, but yeah. That's great. That's amazing. Now, what Brooks are you running in? Because I know they're, you know, sponsoring the Angel City Elite. They're your partners and they're my favorite running shoes. And I love them as a company. Yeah. Yeah. I was wearing Brooks before we we signed and stuff. So it was kind of nice uh, to, to not have to worry about changing my shoe. But I go between the Glycerin and the Ghost. Uh, right now, I've done the Ghost even before we signed. The Ghost was kind of my go-to. But recently, I've been digging the Glycerin a little more. So it's interesting that you say that because I've run in the ghosts for like 10 years now and or as long as I've been running. But seriously, like I love Brooks. So I'm thinking about what other shoe could I run in? So the glycerins. Yeah, uh, the glycerin does feel a little bit more heavy. There is more support. So oh, it's heavier. OK, it, yeah, it comes off that way. But for some reason, I like it more. Interesting. Yeah, for a few weeks, I was going back and forth between the ghost and the glycerin and then there's a definitely a different feel but I like I I'm liking the glycerin right now I I still switch back into the ghost I have both of them but for some I feel like the ghosts are a little bit lighter yeah yeah what's the next race that you're doing so yeah I jumped into track and then it's done <laughs> I got my one race in because I'm also set to do grandmas in June so that's oh, cool. gonna be what I think we're like almost two months a little over um, two months away. Yeah. It sounds crazy because months have been flying by. Everyone uh, loves that race. It's an amazing race. I'm gearing up for that. I did a little track work and then I'm switching it up and I'm doing grandmas and I'm trying to look for a half marathon between now and then in mid-May. Uh, I have a few things. I have a few options and I'm just trying to find the one that would be the best fit environment considering... Uh, everything going on. Uh, How are you running during COVID? Is it there's a lot of regulations around being in a group at the races? Yeah. Yes. I feel like recently it's because of vaccines coming out and stuff. There's been a little bit more, um, a little bit more popping. Yeah. A little bit more popping out in regards to capacity and whatnot. And a lot of the races I've seen have their, you know, restriction not restrictions but have their guidelines of a lot of waves a wave from what I've seen I haven't done a half marathon but from what I see the ones that are going wave sets where only so many people are starting at a certain time 
Um, and then that's kind of one of the things I know grandma's was kind of still considering before everything, you know, race is still, there's a lot of time between now and then and they have yeah. a lot of backup protocols of like, if COVID doesn't improve, um, this is what it can look like as far as like waves cutting the amount of people. So the amount of people who- Yeah, like what Boston did, right? I don't, I, I'm just jumping into that whole race and COVID and pandemic and vaccines. I just started jumping into it and we'll yeah. see. That's awesome. <laughs> That's exciting. I mean, I think things are looking up. I think we will be back in the fall in a different way, but at least we'll all be back doing what we love and racing and all those things. Yeah, I'm happy for this experience and- happy to be with my teammates who are friends and kind of doing this thing. And we have a lot in, in store and in, in plan. And I'm excited to see what comes. Do you run to music? Do you, are you on Spotify? Do you have playlists that you? I do run to music. I am on Spotify, but I am not one of the people who create playlists. I always say like, oh, I'm going to create a playlist, but I don't. I don't create my own playlist. I kind of just whatever mood I'm in, you know, Spotify yeah. also creates your own like video yeah. mixes and stuff. Yeah. And, or sometimes I just kind of go to the, if it's a workout day, I go to the radio of the person that to me and that I'm interested in. I've thought about creating a, a playlist here and there, but I just never do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I only ask cause I'm, I've been doing it and I actually haven't been asking everyone on the Angel City Elite about their playlist because I feel like you guys should make a playlist for Angel City Elite. That's a really good idea. I think that it's so much fun to, for me, I mean, I've been listening to my friends' playlists because I get bored with my own playlist. And then I'm like, I want to discover new music. Mm-hmm. So I'll listen to somebody else's playlist. And I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot that song. Like, I love that song. Or yeah. like, you know, discovering new music. I don't know. It's just another fun thing to add to the mix of training while just trying to have fun. Yeah, when Andrea and I train for the long for the trials, we have similar taste in music. So her fiance knows both of our taste in music, and there's a few times where it's like, okay, I know this. You put this artist for because you know I really like her. You know, it's kind of like one of my against the machine. Like it's one of my favorite things. It's one of my favorite artists and one of my favorite artists to do a workout into. So he, yeah, there are some songs that we've done, and now we have memories to it. Remember when we did that workout and he played this song? Yeah, you see, I mean, music is so important. I feel like so many people, though, if you're a runner, like you don't really run with music, but I think there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been so great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram. Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.